0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape in your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. So let us pray. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor. Thank you for The opportunity to gather together as men in your presence. We know that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. So we know you are right in our midst today. And as it is written, on Zion there shall be deliverance. We know there will be deliverance today. We know there will be a setting free as it were in the name of Jesus. And people will repossess their possessions in Jesus' name. At the end, we'll give you all the glory. In fact, right now we are giving you all the glory. And we promise we'll give you all the glory continuously. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, today we are talking on the topic, take a stand. Hallelujah. You'll agree with me that if anybody is going to be asked to take a stand in life, it's the man. Hallelujah. After all, the Bible says, the man is the head of the home. Glory be to God in the highest. And even in saying that, you, know, you never called the man and said, you are the head of the home. He told the woman, he said, look. Your husband is the head of the home. So, and what does that mean? That talks responsibility as it were. Amen. Today, we live in times when the world's view more than any time is taken as the norm. Men today are defined by society, by culture, and by circumstances and every other thing that seeks to eliminate the knowledge of God from the system. So the very man made in God's image, giving dominion over everything created, is now himself anything but a slave to the very creatures over which he should exercise dominion. And the truth is this, unless as man begins and continues to take a stand for his identity, it will soon be very, very difficult to differentiate man from other creatures. It was Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And that's why more than any time taking your stand is now. You see, the world is always seeking ways as it were to make you less than you are. And what that does is that it gives you continuous opportunity to take your stand. Really, what is taking your stand? Adopting a firm decision on an issue. Sometimes it could be standing for an ideal, and other times standing against an ill in the society. And that's why Thomas J. Watson says, if you stand up and be counted from time to time, you may get yourself knocked down. But remember this, a man flattened by an opponent can get up again. A man flattened by conformity stays down forever. Ephesians 6, in verse 13 says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and haven't done all to stand, stand. First as a human being, more so as a man and as a Christian, you are expected to stand. My prayer is this, you will never shy away when there comes a time for you to stand your ground in the name of Jesus. What comes to mind easily is the story of Daniel at this point. We all know the story of Daniel in the Bible. The Bible says that the state of Judah was in a good form, doing very well. But you see, like it would normally happen, the leaders started going astray and people started going astray. When things are fine, the tendency is for us to forget the God that we serve. And so God set out to punish them. And amazingly, at that time, God would say, I am coming with my anointed Nebuchadnezzar anyone that God will use for his purpose is anointed for that purpose. And there's no record of the fact that Nebuchadnezzar was the covenant child of God. But in fulfilling the mandate of God, God said, Nebuchadnezzar, my anointed. And they sent him against Judah. And the result was amazing. The Bible said they sacked Jerusalem. They plundered the temple. They cut away all the all his treasures of the temple. And they killed the men and the women. And according to the instructions of the Ucadnezzar, the soldiers preserved the lives of certain young men. It says, young men who were smart. Young men who were good looking. Young men who can be instructed in the culture and knowledge of Babylon. Young men that will be brought to come and add to the development or to the upliftment. Of the kingdom of Babylon. And many thousands of them, as it were, were captured as prisoners of war. One of them was Daniel. And the Bible said that all these people were brought into Babylon. Verse 5 of Daniel chapter 1 says, And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. What a privilege! And three years of training for them. Three good years of training. So that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Messiah, and Azariah. Four of them were mentioned. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. Daniel, the name of to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Messiah, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, I want to quickly put it to you that everything we know about Daniel of Daniel today stems from the various times he stood up. For his ideas. What I mean is this, his personality and his legacies were defined by the times that he stood up. And number two, apart from his three friends who were mentioned, of all the timid thousands that were brought in, only Daniel and these ones were mentioned. you know why? Because they stood up at one time for what they believed. Now, why would Daniel stand up? everything seemed to be okay the Bible said they had come into favor with both the king and with the eunuchs and the king was doing them a favor as it were the very wine he would drink the very food he would eat said please serve them with this I want them to be at their best all the time but Daniel knew in his heart that that will mean defiling himself That would be contrary to his beliefs and so Daniel approached the eunuch and he demanded that he be exempted together with his friends and he gave his reasons. Now Daniel was not doing this to judge the system, no, Daniel was doing this because he had a deep conviction that this will amount to defiling myself. I will be compromising my values if I do this. And interestingly, uh, somebody said Daniel was not belligerent. So he didn't go in a fight. Now we are describing how he stood up. He didn't go in a fight. He wasn't even going in a rebellion. But hear what the eunuch said to him. said, Daniel, it should be possible the dangers are enormous. You'll be risking my life and your life. Now let me quickly say this. For every time you take a stand, there's a great risk. So be ready that he may be calling for a sacrifice. But hear what Daniel said. Daniel said, Can you allow us just 10 days? to prove our stand, if our stand fails, we will eat, but now you look at it, ten days out of three years, out of at least a thousand days, ten over one thousand, and the man said Fadio. after ten days hear what the Bible says, Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 15. And at the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away their portions of delicacies and the wines that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Hallelujah. Now, what am I saying? Daniel took a stand and he prayed proved the legitimacy of his stand, the difference was clear. Within just ten days everyone and every one of them that was there was from the same class as Daniel. They all came from Judah. They were all of the royal family. They were all people being trained in the way of the covenant. But look at the difference. The truth is this, to take a stand can be risky or maybe risky but the result thereof will not only take care of the moment but it will define legacy for years to come even after you are gone it will always define a part of emulation for people that will run into trouble like you did when you lived that's one time another time in the life of Daniel still in Babylon in the book of Daniel chapter 2 Verse 14, the Bible says, Then with counsel and with wisdom, Daniel approached Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. And he answered and said to Ariok, The king's captain, why is the decree for the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. Verse 16, So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house, you know the rest of the story. Now, what I am establishing is this. The whole of Daniel's stay in Babylon was characterized by Daniel taking a stand. At every junction, he took a stand. He took a stand. There were a thousand and one opportunities for him to compromise, but he didn't. See the truth is this, for a child of God and for a man that will make meaning of the mandate that God has given him on earth, you will always be confronted with situations where you must take a stand. Now, what was happening here? The Bible said the king had had a dream. And the king had woken up out of the dream terrified. And the the king himself would not even remember the dream he dreamt. So he called his wise men and his magicians. And he said to them, please, I had a dream. It was terrible. Will you please recall the dream and interpret it and advise me on what to do? (laughs) Oh, glory be to God in the highest. Verse 4, Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servant the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to them, to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall all be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made as a ship. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gift rewards and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said to him, let the king tell his servant the dream. And we will give his interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you will gain time because you see my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream. He got to his stage, he said to him, he said, Nobody can tell you this, sir, except God himself when he couldn't get an answer from them, he gave the decree and they started killing them. At this point, words came to Daniel that the Chaldeans and the magicians and the astrologers were being killed. And that was when, in verse 14, the Bible said, by cancer and wisdom, glory be to God in the highest, he approached Ariok, the captain of the king, and said, why is such an urgency? And he told him, now, he said, what stand did he take? He took his stand, against unnecessary wasting of the lives of the astrologers. see, he stuck his neck out for them. He said, why did he say that? What if after the days that the king gave Daniel, they came back and could not interpret it? That would have meant death for Daniel, first of all, and death for everybody. So here again we saw Daniel taking a stand against an error in the society why must you be the one to dream and the one to forget and others must recall the dream and interpret if you don't remember you will live but if they don't remember your own dream they will die what what, what form of injustice was that he stood up but then he didn't go there with bows and arrows he didn't go back to say king you are stupid you are useless man the bible said he went to the captain of the king with counsel and wisdom hallelujah I'm talking of taking a stand as it were and at the end of it the Bible says in verse 17 then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah Mishael Azariah his companion please watch this that they might seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish <laughs> with the rest of the wise men of Babylon then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision so Daniel blessed the God of heaven now hear me there are certain breakthroughs you will never get in your life except as you take a stand say Pastor Tyo you don't know this is the problem confronting my family it's something that my family over generations past has suffered but today you are a born again child of God hallelujah today you are the one with a new beginning as it were you are the one now that is exercising dominion on earth you are the new species that exercises dominion on earth in spite of the fall but thank God because of Jesus now you can look back and take authority you can look forward and declare ahead of time you have what it takes uh, Daniel wrote on the fact that he was a covenant child of God uh, a man of deep resolve a man of deep conviction uh, you don't take a stand without conviction you don't the Bible says watch this he went to his companion a man that takes a stand. does not mess around with those who don't believe what he believes The Bible said the company of fools will be destroyed. Remember again, there were thousands of them that came from Judah. He didn't go to any of them. He went to his own. And the Bible said that he sought the face of God so that he himself and his companion would not be perished along with the other astrologers. He stuck out his neck for his people and yet he was not only saved, he saved them and he left a legacy that we are still in today for every time you take a stand you are setting up an unusual legacy for generations to come as a man with dominion you are created to constantly take a stand why? the system will always work towards neutralizing you rendering you totally irrelevant and insignificant may thanks be to God for Jesus Christ, because in him we are more than conquerors. The Bible said, Blessed be God, will always cause us to triumph in all situation. Daniel took a stand. Another occasion, they say, What are you doing, Pastor Taro? I just want to define a life by the stance he took, and therefore set a pattern for you and I today i only talk about the risk of that decision. What about the gains? The gain was that he was saved. His companion was saved. And besides, King Nebuchadnezzar, not knowing how to handle what happened, he went prostrating before him in a worship. Daniel had to make him understand, sorry sir, I'm a man. We all worship God. He has so much respect for the God of Daniel that he prostrated for Daniel. The Bible said he gave him gifts. Apart from the fact that he had found him and his team totally exceptional from the rest at the end of the three years trial this was perplexing to him. Guess what he did? Gave gifts. Promoted him superior to all the astrologers. Now that's another thing for me here. Listen. Now Daniel covenant child of God, (laughs) now in Babylon, now in an environment that is contrary, in a very harsh and attacking environment, but progressing steadily. Can't you see how he did it? Let no man deceive you. Oh Nigeria is so corrupt. There's no way. No, there are a thousand and one ways in Christ Jesus for you to set the standard and you will set it in the name of Jesus. So see what the king did promoted him I see that wasn't good enough he now made him the head of all the magicians all right hello sir born again christian anointed to the teeth glory be to God in the highest now you are now the head of all the occultists when you sit in a meeting everyone there is an occultist everyone there is the leader of his own occultist group but see how he took a stand again even there his life was an example if with all you think you know and all you think you are you could not save your life but a man came and stood up for you and today you are alive of course you will bow if Nebuchadnezzar bowed you will bow I thought of this I said what can be more than you are in the world but you are not of the world what can be more than daily transforming yourself by the word so you don't conform to the system the next place to consider is Daniel chapter 6 from verse 1 now it pleased Darius to set up over the kingdom one hundred and twenty satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss then this Daniel distinguished again he distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because of an excellent spirit now let me just quickly say this here all through we've been talking about Daniel you'll agree with me that one other way that Daniel took his stand was that everything he did was excellent he never caught corners he didn't know how to deceive everything about him was transparently straight the Bible said every move he made was colored with excellence so much so like the Bible said, because of an excellent spirit was in him, the king gifted it to set him over the whole realm. He didn't just promoted him and two others above all the one hundred and twenty or so of them. He was now thinking of making him their overall head, and that didn't go well with others. So his detractors became jealous. The God the king to him decree that nobody should make any petition to any god. the next thirty days. Now why would they do this? Because they knew that Daniel had a habit of praying three times a day. And so the Bible says that now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, verse 10 of chapter 6, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. Since the days that he was born, whether in Judah or since the day he came into Babylon, he had always done this. And again, it was written that these men decided to do this because they saw that there was no way you can trap Daniel. You can't trap him by stealing, you can't trap him by lying. So the only way is to trap him by what you know he will do. And what was that? He will pray to God. So the decree said, Don't pray to any God and every law of the Chaldean was such that once signed it's irreversible and so Daniel took a stand. How? He knew it was signed. He got home and he didn't because it was signed and because it would mean that he would be thrown into lion's den. No, he did what he would do. He took a stand for his conviction, for his belief, for what he knew to be right. He took a stand for an idea. And of course, again, every time you take a stand, there is risk. Remember, there is risk. And what was the risk? He was arrested. What was the risk? He was bound. What was the risk? He was cast into the lion's den. The victory. The victory was such that at least one man did not bow. One man stood up to prove that this decree was wrong what was the victory? the victory was such that when he was in, he didn't die the lions welcomed him the lions did not touch him what was the victory? the king could not sleep what was the victory? early in the morning the king rushed to the mouth of the den and shouted Daniel oh Daniel the God whom you serve has he been able to save you then Daniel answered and said verse 21 O king live forever my God sent his angels and shot the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him and also O king I have done no wrong before you. Verse 3 now the king was exceedingly glad. Now what was the victory? Daniel came out alive. Daniel came to prove that the decree was wrong. The decree was not put up to bless humanity or to glorify God. It was to undo Daniel. But God made sure that Daniel didn't only win. He excelled and excelled and excelled. And the, result, the king went on a lamentation. Declaring that all should worship the God of Daniel. Now the question is this. How do you take a stand? Before then, let me still give one more. In chapter 9 of the book of Daniel. The Bible says in verse 2, In the first year of the reign of Darius, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications and fasting, sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O oh Lord God, I mean the rest of the story now here again we found Daniel he was a prisoner he was in captivity he was in Babylon but honestly he had always enjoyed unusual favor he was always in the leadership usually apart from the king he was the next in command but we see Daniel standing up for all in captivity for the captivity of Judah for all citizens of Judah are now in captivity in Babylon. Thousands of them. How did he do that? Prayer, fasting. You say, what was the risk in that? Risk? You don't appear before those kings of those days, long faced. You dare not. You don't appear before them tired. You dare not. So fasting continuously could jeopardize his existence and his office as it were. But no, he stood up for them. The result oh my goodness God answered and the answer God gave did not only bring respite to the Jews in captivity because he told them exactly how this will end and through that gave a prophecy of the rest of the whole of creation now part of the victory of his stance here is what we're enjoying today we are looking at the end time we're talking of COVID-19 as it were and of course i have heard men say ah, is it the end of the world where are we in the timetable of God. When you hear people talk of the timetable of God, we were referring to the result of Daniel and God's dialogue in here, in this very, very occasion where he stood up for the captives of Judah. You don't take a stand, as it were, and God will not bless it. You don't take a stand and God will not honor it. Man, it is time to start to take a stand now understand this that Daniel literally had no right in Babylon he was a slave in fact it is argued that Daniel was not just a slave he must have been a eunuch To be in such a place where he could enter freely into the presence of the king and come out. He must have been a eunuch. So everything was horrible for Daniel. Lost father, lost mother, lost siblings as it were. Lost his homeland. Now a slave here. But even in slavery. Because he knew that the only way you can progress in life is to take your stand constantly for what you believe. So how do we take a stand? How do we take a stand? First, let me say this, what taking a stand is not. Taking a stand definitely is not what we do because we want to impress certain people. Taking a stand is not what we do because of an immediate gratification. The truth is that you don't take a stand except on the ground of principles. Before you can take a stand, it must be born out of a conviction. I'll give you an example. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? The Bible said that the community was really thriving and nobody lacked anything. These, those who had some things, talking about the early church, the book of Acts, those who had stuff would sell and bring the proceeds so that it can be distributed to those who don't have. And then the Bible now an example of Barnabas that had a property, an estate, and he sold it and brought all the proceeds to the house. Then Anas and Sapphira went and sold what they had. Now please bear in mind that nobody forced them to sell. They really didn't have to sell. They chose to sell and having sold, guess what? They brought the proceeds. And when they did, they said, we sold it for this and we brought all to you. Now, again hear me, they didn't have to sell. They chose to sell they didn't have to bring anything they chose to bring something and bringing something they didn't have to bring all they didn't bring all but they came pretending to have brought all why would a man do that now they were pretending to be taking a stand as it were in support of the principles of giving selling and giving all but they were doing it in hypocrisy that's not taking a stand because I've seen many people that will get up and make so much noise for what they know themselves are not convinced about. Usually when that happens the repercussion is disastrous for them and for those they claim to be standing for. The Bible said result there was just death and that was their end. So we don't have to pretend to be taking a stand. Every stand a man takes must be born out of conviction only on the ground of principles i've heard of men who stand up to condemn certain things very strongly when they themselves know that they had a struggle with it in their lives There's also are not good so I say, saying Pastor Tau, if you know you have a fight of faith you know something you're struggling with God will have mercy on you. you will overcome in Jesus name but please deal with that before you stand out to shout against that same thing you can not be a thief stealing steadily and stand up and saying that it is wrong to steal and that steal should be condemned Everyone, no, 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 you know you are stealing No, you don't do that It makes a mockery of it all Remember the sons of Sceva? They will see Paul stand up saying the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and something will happen then they went and they, because they wanted they think it's just about the fame then they went saying "In the name of Jesus Christ whom Paul preached The Bible said the result was terrible for them. The demons rose out of them and tore their clothes and beat them mercilessly. So first, let's establish what taking a stand is not. When you take a stand on the ground of principles, God will back you up in the name of Jesus. And if there's a time for us to take a stand, it is now. And taking a stand can come in many forms. Number one, speaking truth to authority some may say that it's only possible when you have a platform. No. It doesn't necessarily have to be. The truth is this. Daniel did not have a platform when for the first time he took a stand against being defiled. If anything that launched him to a platform of recognition. The truth and the truth too is this. Many heroes of history were people who never had any platform but by taking a stand that defines a platform for them by which the world will never forget them. Example, Mother Teresa in a quiet mission just kitchen for the ones that nobody will touch. In the India of strong caste system where you, you cannot cross castes. Now these were lepers. Can you imagine? But then she identified with them bringing the love of God to them one after the other, one after the other, until the ends of the earth began to hear of Mother Teresa. So one way is by speaking up, whether on a platform or outside a platform. What about the case of Wangari Maathai, the Kenyan woman, as a matter of fact the first African woman to win the Nobel Prize, what did he do? Solving local problem in such a way that the international world could not take their eyes off. What she she do? Helping local women to start to plant trees because that was the only means of fuel for them and their families. And they started planting and then they arranged them to organize a cooperative society for them and started to improve their lot. Local, local women in rural Kenya. Now, what does that tell you? Taking a stand many forms. Look at the different ways that Daniel took a stand. Look at what this woman did that brought her to the lamplight, to the war platform. So sometimes it's your continuous steady activities at alleviating a certain problem in a local setting that will constitute standing the ground and every ground that is based on principles Get escalated. Sometimes it is just by walking away. <laughs> really? Yeah. You probably say, "What does that mean? How do you do that? Do that, sometimes you're remaining there, women an endorsement. You are not part of it, but that's what they do. Have you ever heard of a case of one being an accomplice? I mean, the policemen are coming to arrest certain people because of a certain crime in certain areas, in certain compounds, and you are found along with them. Before you escape, you will have to pay through your nose. They will arrest everyone together, but I didn't do it, but you are found there. You are an accomplice, except you have a good reason for being there at that time. Otherwise, you will go through a lot of troubles. So there are times that taking a stand is walking away. There are times that people will invite you, please, we would like you to be part of this. Then you want to please take it to God first in prayer. You want to know why we do what we do before you can say, yes, I'm part of it. Remember the story of Isaac in Gerah. The Bible says Isaac will plant, Mm -hmm. and the same year he will reap a hundredfold, and God blessed him. And of course, envy started. The Bible said, even the Philistines envied him. Guess what? He would dig wells and find water, and they would contest it. Even the wells that were bearing water before that they blocked, he would go dig, and when they fight, they would come fight him again. And every time they fought him, he just walked away and continued to do what he knew to do best. So sometimes you take a stand by walking away again I'm reminded of the story of Abraham and Lot. Lot was not part of the deal with God. God said to Abraham, please only you and your household but Abraham in the softness of his heart took his nephew along but by reason of association he became a big man. Abraham got very blessed. Lot got very blessed and Lot men now will begin to fight and create strife and Lot will not check them for simply not checking them he took a stand. He stand against his uncle. He stand against God's covenant. He stand with his rebels. A lot of times you don't need to shout. You don't need to be violent to take a stand. Your very action tells it all. Let's see what Abraham did. Abraham said, hey so that there'll be no strife between us and between my people and your people. See the ground is set before you. So choose anywhere. If you go north, I'll go south. Go south I'll... Guess what? He thought he was his right. He was that kind of person that today we say has an entitlement mentality. How I many he thought he was his right? He jumped up and looked towards Sodom and said, "Yeah, this area. And the Bible said, The area where the grasses seem lush and green. Then Abraham said, Well, that's all right. And he took them. And Abraham walked away, way. Seemingly left on the parched ground. There are times that you walk away. They heard what Abraham said. He said, So that there be no strife. You know what strife does? Strife destroys the blessings. If you see a man that is prone to strife, walk away. Love him so much, but walk away. Don't allow strife. Take your stand. We've heard of people going on hunger strike. defining the stand and they won. There are many ways to take a stand. Of course, civil disobedience is common. We're all aware of that. But see what Daniel did. Every time he took a stand, there was wisdom. Every time he took a stand, he should counsel. He never missed once. He defined history. He left a strong legacy. Bible said, Daniel will pray three times a day. Who would have known that the simple act of prayer is taking a strong stand? I'm reminded, it was Queen Mary that said, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the armies of Scotland and England put together. John Knox on his knees. Today I'm calling you to take a stand against every evil against your life and against your family and against your nation. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man never let much. You see, the stand that you don't take from within, you cannot take effectively outside. Somebody say, when do you take a stand? When you think you've had enough of it? When you think this should not continue further? Ephesians 6.13, remember, says, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand, hallelujah, in the evil day and have not on all To stand I am believing God in the name of Jesus that men under the sound of my voice will begin to rise from the east in the north and the west and begin to lift up their voices and begin to make up their minds uh, standing with God and standing against every ill every lie of the devil standing for uprightness standing for morality standing for the fear of God in the name of Jesus the Bible says one with God is in the majority I see everything turning around for you in the name of Jesus there are many ways you can take a stand. Daniel never one day shot a catapult. He never one day threw a javelin. He ruled his times. And he's still ruling our times. I know I'm talking to giants here in the name of Jesus. I know I'm talking to giants. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 13, it said, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. After they were encircled seven days. By faith they hallowed Rahab. Come on, by faith she took a stand. Come on, she saved her posterity. She took a stand. She took a stand with God when it was not popular. She didn't confront the armies of Jericho, but they all came down. I'm talking to somebody here today. She confronted them only by the stand she took. He said and what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, Samson and Jephthah also of David and Samuel and the prophet who through faith subdued kingdoms. I'm talking to people who subdued kingdoms now in the name of Jesus yeah, I minute mean it. Subduing kingdoms Daniel did it David did it. Jephthah did it. You can do it too Jabez did it took his stand. out in prayers and the Bible said became more honorable than all his brethren you can do it he says, by faith they quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now, remember Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, we're going to say close. For the joy that was set before him, the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross despising the, the shame. How did he do that? Isaiah will let us a little bit more into it. He said like a sheep did to the slaughter. He never opened his mouth. He was quiet. He was taking a stand for humanity. He was taking a stand against the oppression of man on earth. He was siding up with God to overturn the dominion of the devil on earth and yet in quietness, and in confidence. There are many ways we can take a stand. My prayer today is that as we conclude this meeting today, that the fire of God will be ignited in the hearts of men and women. I say women, yes, I know some of them are listening. That what men will not do, women will do. But I am talking to men today. Men, it's time for us to take our stand. To take our stand first for ourselves, for our wives, for our children, for our time, For a generation, for a nation. I know you can do it and I know you will do it. Can I pray for you? Father in the name of Jesus now I decree in the name of Jesus over every man under the sound of my voice that indeed there'll be a quickening as it were of their inner man by your spirit not according to the parts of this wall, but according to your riches in glory, that, Father, they will rise up from within and begin to take their stand, as it were, in the name of Jesus, that through the name of Jesus, that indeed the violence of wickedness will be silenced in our land in Jesus' name. See, the Bible says, blessed is everyone that fears the Lord, everyone who walks in his ways. You are the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. When you eat the labor of your hands, you will be happy in the name of Jesus. It shall be well with you, well with your household. When we talk about the labor of your hands, whenever you put your hands to do you will prosper in Jesus name. Indeed, you bring forth your fruit in your season. your live with no wither. God will fight your battles. He will hold your peace in Jesus name. The Bible says your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart, hallelujah, of your house. I mean fruitful vine, fruitful biologically, fruitful emotionally, fruitful physically, fruitful financially. Your wife will enhance your well-being in the name of Jesus. Your wife will be called virtuous in every respect in the name of Jesus. You are indeed a blessed person in the name of Jesus. Your children like olive plants all around the table. They will prosper in life. You see them rise up to be giants amongst men. I mean giants amongst women in the name of Jesus. Men and women will rise up to change their times. For the glory of God, in the name of Jesus. And may you see your children's children in the name of Jesus. May the peace of God rest on your home permanently in the name of Jesus. The trouble that troubles your land, may the Lord quench it from above in the name of Jesus. The trouble that has troubled your generation, may you be the one through whom God will truncate it in the name of Jesus. Uh, It is well with you. I know that you have a testimony. And I know that you have so much you want to talk about. Uh, God in infinite mercy, who has gone before you. We we'll always make all things beautiful for you in the name of Jesus please write us at discovery for men and let me quickly say this please uh, whatever is agitating your mind uh, and you think is becoming so much of a weight as it were the Bible says in the motives of cancer there is safety here men talk to men just write us or call us we will attend to you we will attend to every issue as it were Working with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Don't take any rational decision. There's nothing so big and so strong that God cannot diffuse. Again, let me say this. It is well with you. Thank you for coming on the platform today. We'll let you know when next we're going to meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Your best days are still ahead of you. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did it with Daniel. He will do much more with you. God bless you.